Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, and Leave Repeat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first the most electrifying man in all of professional wrestling podcasts, Charlie. Charlie. I love that intro, my brother. And the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am Bane Duke, also known as the Duke of Derps. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing lovely, man. We got we got some conference championship football. We had the Royal Bengals Rumble. all the way. Bengals all. I'm I'm with you, man. I'm rooting for Joe Burrow. And uh, Joey Burrow. We got the college football All Star games coming up. Well, really, just Senior Bowls and Shrine Bowl, which will be fun. You know, just get that, get that draft process going, my friend. Yeah, that that's going to be an interesting time because a lot of teams are going to need are native quarterbacks, and yeah, and there are no, not that many to go around. There's there's not many blue chip talents at all this year. So <laughs> a lot of guesswork, a lot of guesswork. It's like a lot like the year when like Darnold was drafted. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like you never know, man. Like there might be a safety going pick one for all we know this year. Like it's that oh my, kind of that would be incredible. That'd yeah, be awesome. All right. Anyway. Uh, before we move on to the uh, the main orders of business on the show, there are a few that we have to take care of at the top of the show. The first being, you guys can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Bane Duke. You can find me there. You can find Charlie at oh Charlie with an X instead of an A. Instead um, of an A. Also, yeah, you can also find me at twitch.tv slash to Duke of Derbs four or five days a week. I usually stream. Uh, this last week, I actually had a bit of a rough week in terms of streams, in terms of number, but I, I've, I've been trying to hit a consistent number, or at least two or three every week. Um, and so I've been doing that. That's been good. Um, you can also find us uh, pretty soon. Uh, we'll be back with our uh, news slash like movie reviews slash like whatever you want to call it deal that we do over on Vasoki on Vasoki Entertainment on YouTube. You can yeah, find cool. me there and YouTube.com slash I think I, I don't think I missed anything except for that. If you guys are obviously on a podcast platform, make sure to follow or subscribe. And if you want to go ahead and leave us a little review and uh, let us know what you think and leave us a question in there and we'll be happy to answer it on the next episode. Um, that covers it all. Yeah. We appreciate you guys checking it out. Um, yeah, if just if you guys are interested in in Marvel, you know Star Wars, just any TV shows in general, or Big Brother, it's a reality show that we have Celebrity Big Brother out next week. So, gonna be talking about that multiple times a week over yeah at that YouTube channel. So it's Visoki Entertainment, V I S O K I I. If you are interested at all, or you can tell us to go fuck ourselves, Garrett. Absolutely, we've <laughs> said that for years. All right, um, Garrett, um. I'll start us off today with uh, – we'll start off with our favorites as we always do at the top of the show because what's better than talk about your favorites at the top instead of – you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about our least favorites. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated it. All right. Um, you know what I would go to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say this week I think we kind of unanimously had an easy favorite, but obviously to shake it up, we'll give we'll give a couple. We'll give two. And um, – that is Sammy Guevara is a five star wrestler, baby. Absolutely, Sammy Guevara got five stars from Mister Meltzer. Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes in the ladder match for the undisputed TNT Championship. Garrett, I hope they don't call it that going forward. By the way, oh my goodness, I, um, I'm not a fan of calling a title undisputed. I get it if you're gimmicking it, but not in the official title branding. Um, so obviously, there's like four or five different spots people could point to and be like, "Oh my god, I shit my pants." But dude, the ladder one when he jumped from um, on top of the ladder and then the cutter gave yeah. the cutter to Cody. That is, I thought the Cody cutter off the ladder was pretty ridiculous. The Cody cutter, the crossroads. I mean, the landing through the ladder. But all those spots are great. But this match told a story. This told a story of Cody was cocky, right? That was clear as day. Yes, Cody was cocky in this match. Sammy was clearly the underdog. Cody kind of looked down upon Sammy multiple times. You got that vibe. And then he started to, he's like, what the hell? He started, it kind of started shifting gears a little bit. Now I may be looking way too deep into this, but, and then, so this, we got this beautiful story going on with these. That's the, that's the difference. When people call stuff a spot fest, it's usually because man, there's not really a story going on. There was a story being told here. Neither of them look like idiots while climbing the ladder. That's a pet peeve of mine is when people really slow up on the ladder or they start chirping. 
neither neither of these guys would have started chirping at that ladder, and it it fit their characters to not do it. Um, I love the Fuego del Sol spot because obviously, you know, we had the Cody in him, and I Excalibur mentioned it just the perfect amount. He's like Fuego del Sol partners with both of them, <laughs> like friendships <laughs> with both. It's like too hot, too Fuego hasn't ran in a couple, uh, probably about give or take a month, right? Over longer than that, I yeah. Think. So you know that, that was funny. A Cody hit the crossroads on him. I believe, I believe so. I might have to double check that, but um, either way. This was fun, man. I and again, they they pointed out multiple times since these guys have wrestled before, they were able to counter each other's moves. It's little things like that that I've I love that AEW's done because it just makes me buy into the the verisimilitude of the match more. You know, how about you, Garrett? Oh, Sammy Guevara won this match also. I don't know if I yes. said that, but yes. How about you? So Sammy Guevara, I mean, I remember like two weeks ago when this match was like teased a little bit. You know, um, yeah. That I think that the, the result that we needed was Sammy to walk away with the championship. And a lot of people at the time were like, but why? Cody's got all this heat. And it's like, the thing is, though, people aren't booing Cody for the right reason. It's only going to last for so long. You know what I mean? Like, the WWE yeah. learned this with Roman Reigns. It's not what you want unless, like, the leaning into it thing only worked because of how long they stretched it out for there. Like, just leaning straight into it's not going to do anything. And Cody doesn't want to do that. So Cody's going to figure something out, obviously. Apparently, he's not even under contract right now. But like, um, yeah, I hope they figure that out. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on there. But um, I mean, like, I, I think that Sammy Guevara is still the future. And I think that to take the title off of him like when they did was kind of odd to begin with, to be real. Like, because um, he could, he sh- I mean, we were talking most of the, the people that have held that title weeks. have been yeah. longer than that. Like. Five weeks ago when we were doing the show, we were talking about how we did have a good title reign. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It was weird. They cut short a good title reign, which is something that WWE would do. Like, like we both agreed he, he was getting a much better title reign than the, uh, the Lucha Bros. Yeah. And he listed off, like, five opponents that he had fantastic matches with just on random episodes of Dynamite and Rampage, you know? like. And now, I think, let's go back to what he was doing. Yeah. Pick up right where you left off. And start it off with Anthony Green next week. Absolutely. Set match podcast over. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. And that has been. <laughs> How about you, Garrett? What about, what was your favorite this week? I know we got we got a multiple to pick from, but the people want to know, man. I'm sure people are going to disagree with me because I'm sure people did the same thing that you did in terms of this match and kind of just like skipped it. But like um, upon like their first like, like look into it, like. Because it does on paper look cool. well. Like the thing is, like it, it's like it's it's a forgettable match if you're not interested in it. But like I've been watching these guys put together this match essentially on dark for like the last two months and maybe longer, and it looked really good when they put it against an opponent. And I kept thinking this the entire time when I was watching them on dark. If you did this against any of the relatively good teams, 2.0, them, uh, FTR, obviously, like I I, I think that. The, the the key fundamentals that they have like locked in on with Brock are really starting to show through because he absolutely killed it in this match. And there weren't like particularly high spots in this match. Like there was a couple toward the end that made me go, okay, this is pretty cool. But it was mostly just a, a well-wrestled match. And I kept thinking to myself, these are the kinds of guys that FTR love because that's exactly what they do is the same kind of wrestling that Brock does. I mean, there was a great little spot in the middle of the match where um, Dax was sizing up Brock and he kind of like had to give him a little look because he was like, oh, we're like the same wrestler a little bit. Like, it was kind of funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, respect for each other. Yes. You can see it. You know, um, I, yeah. Go ahead. I get the vibes of when the revi- FTR would wrestle as the revival in NXT and they kind of just wrestle like a couple guys that you could tell were good wrestlers and they go out there and put on a good tag match against literally anyone. And that's what makes them so special. They let Lee get his moments. They let Brock get his moments and they even let Arn and Tully have a moment and it it works, man. I don't know that Tully was aware of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's fun to see. 
Absolutely. I still think that we, I don't think they should have a match, but I think a match where like, maybe like they were like, you know how like, uh, they involved Dan Lambert in like a meaningful way in a match. I feel like you could pull something like that off with them. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it could work really well too. And I think that'd be fun, especially because I feel like Arn wants to have one more match. You know what I mean? He just has that look about him. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, if, if someone busts out the Glock at Arn, Oh, shit. the Glock versus the, 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 what would the hell, the Glock versus, what would, oh, I don't even know. Someone pops, someone pulls out a Mac 9. It's the acclaimed. The Glock versus no, I'm just kidding. Glock. Yes. <laughs> Anthony Bowens pulls out the strap. <laughs> I'm down with Yo, it. Anthony, he was kidding. He was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. Um, Going through a goth phase, the acclaimed says. <laughs> <laughs> the acclaimed were great this week, by the way, on the mic and everything that they did. Um, I love those guys but, so much. I mean, honestly, it was just like it was a way better match. I, I, I say this a lot with matches, but this was a way better match that had any business being because Brock and Lee have been putting it together for a while. And I think it might have been for their match. Maybe the FTR was like told, like, hey, you're going to have this match with these guys. They've been putting it together on Dark for a while. So just like kind of look at what they've been doing, see what you can do with it, you know? Um, and I think God, they I both looked team. fantastic. Yeah, went out there and fucking made it work. I still, I still sang to, to you before the show a little bit, like that. I don't know what is missing with this team, and maybe it's like, um, a name, something. I don't know. Like, there's something that like they could use to like, to 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 finish the deal. And I, you know, maybe it's like a finishing move. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, hey. They're gonna have to, I don't know what you would have them do, but yeah, I'm. I'm sure you could figure something out. They're both pretty good wrestlers, like you know. I don't know. Well, well that's just for the future to decide. But I, I actually really like that match more than a lot of other matches. There were there were better matches than that, I think. But for me, that was just the thing that I was like, man, this match is exactly what I wanted it to be. This is Brock and Shoddy Lee shining for the like on their own on actual tv you know what i mean i thought yeah. that was good you know yeah it's nice to see man i mean this is this is enjoyable so yeah um i'll take us into aew dark elevation absolutely absolutely and kicking us off this week in elevation i it was we had uh paul white back on commentary with mark henry and tony shivani um, so kicking it off, this, yeah, right. We had Layla Hirsch taking on a local talent, and you know Layla, I think, is in the midst of getting this this mini push, this mini heel beginning here. So this mm-hmm. checks out. Um, I'm guessing it's they clearly set up the Statlander thing again. So you know that seems to be where they're going, and I'm cool with it. Right. So right. Uh, in our second match, we had a private party with Matt Hardy, and they faced Action Andretti and Miles Hawkins, a couple of enhancement talents that looked pretty good, actually, for what it's worth. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, Action Andretti, I, I was really digging him. But this just kind of – every time I see private party, I'm like, man, what the hell's going on with these guys? Are they going to be used more? Oh, well, my question was answered this week. <laughs> <laughs> and, but um, no, it was – when we watched this on Monday, I was like, dude, this is this is good. Again. Neckbreaker shooting star combo. What the yeah, fuck? Every time, man. It's like Ken and Cassidy, dude, they're good. Um we had in our third match, Willow Nightingale's back. Again. We love to see it. Willow is fucking great. Mm-hmm. But she was facing Brandy Rhodes. So Willow was gonna lose this no matter which way you book it. But um <laughs> <laughs> Well, she did a good job of making Brandy look good. Again, I think Brandy. This is going to end with her winning a title, but yeah, you know, it's, hey, it's not the TBS title, is it? Oh no, oh no, it's going to be Brits, and um, it's okay. Uh, We're just going to have to prepare for when it happens. And um, no, but look, the reality is, Brandy she cares about wrestling. She she Cody versus Hangman? Question mark. Ooh ooh, but um, Tony, come on, man. You've had Willow on about this was her seventh match. He didn't sign the Renegades. Come on, man. Like, You've had Willow on probably, I believe, seven times in the last 12 weeks. It's time, man. Bring her in. Bring her in. Willow Nightingale kicks ass in MLW. Sign with the Nigerian first. 
Yeah, agreed. He had <laughs> Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with Dan Lambert. Uh, Logan LaRue, he's back out here. And a fellow named Mike Flowers, I'm familiar with him. But Logan LaRue, uh, Eddie Kingston loves to shout him out, so I'll shout him out on the podcast. Um, men of the Year, I believe they're kind of, you know, just just st- padding the stats, right? Yeah, eventually they're probably going to get some kind of title shot, presumably. And then another in, uh, independent talent woman, Janai Kai, facing Red Velvet. Holy dude, those kicks? This is the person I was telling you about that I was like, who the f- what? Like AEW Dark has this thing where they keep bringing in these women. I don't know how they're not signed. How it's it's I don't there's this is back to back by the way in the same episode we're not we're not even kidding Willow Nightingale and Janai Kai are both back to back you know we've had so many in the past like like the queen her she had a queen name that started with an A you know it's like dude there's just so many I'm like fucking sign them the Renegades like you just mentioned right so it's like you know you know who I miss being on Dark all the time who's that. The Joshi women's trio that we had for a while. Yeah, like, where has that been? I think huh. they're all in Japan, I would assume. Yeah. All right. Uh, or just not being signed or not being used. You know what I mean? Like, something. It's, it's really weird. In our sixth match, we had Santana and Ortiz versus a couple local fellas. They picked up the win. Again, they kind of just on commentary kind of teased up, you know, this week's match, which mm-hmm. we had some very interesting stuff happen. Seventh match, my favorite tag team, Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. Facing Leva Bates and I believe an independent talent named Jordan Blue. I don't think Jordan Blue's AEW, which is kind of cool that she's teamed up with Leva Bates facing two AEW talent. Good for her. Uh, but did, wait, did we miss a match? Did, was, did we talk about Santana Ortiz? There was a squash in there. I yes. Think. Oh, I, just, I missed it. Uh, so. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, Ruby, Ruby and Thunder, man. I'm. Um, hey, this is if if. They don't, you know, combining the storylines as we like to talk about. And we give credit where it's due. AW's been booking a lot of independent women's storylines. So I, I'm I very mean, happy yeah. with that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I have a thing to say about that later on on, on when we get to Rampage. Um, and then I, um, Rampage. I believe we have our main event here, Yep, which I'm – was very excited about, by the way. Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs versus Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. This this was awesome, man. I was legitimately excited when watching this uh, show to realize this was the main event. Legitimately, well, I saw excited. Dante's name on it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Dante hasn't come out yet." Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs pick up the victory. This was a good match. This is a fun match. These are the kind of dark main events that I feel like when they do their dark match of the year, which we're totally going to keep an eye out now for this year. Oh, yeah, we'll have to do predictions. For Any, that, so. Anytime that we notice a match that could be potentially in it, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and maybe keep a note in a certain spot. There might have been a match already this year that happened this week. Yeah, was the Hank... Yeah, and also, like, I believe two, three weeks ago, oh, we had yeah, the, the, the champions matches. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's We got to keep an eye on that, too. So if we're starting the list now, we're kind of just making this up on the air. But if we're starting the list now, that's what we do. And Garrett will talk, touch upon on Dark. But, yes, this is one that I'd be like, hey, definitely for Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs, let's keep an eye on this. This might be their match of the year on Dark. Obviously, they'll have much more matches on uh, <laughs> and the other shows, but Garrett, if you want to take us, take care of elevation for us. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. I was, I had to let the cat in really quickly. Oh, anyway. Wow. Um, all right. So dark one twenty seven. by the way, that was elevation episode 47. If anyone didn't know, um, yes. And dark one twenty seven opened up with the bunny is back with the blade. The bunny. And- Speaking of bunnies, bad bunny in the Royal Rumble, question mark. Anyway, um... Kicked ass. Let's go. It was great. I did not think I'd see a Canadian Destroyer in WWE again. Um, but yeah, anyway, um... 
So yeah, I like I've I've pointed this out before. I like anytime the bunny and the blade are together, they look great together. I wouldn't mind if Penelope was still with her, but I mean at the same time, I just like seeing them together because it gets the blade on TV usually. Yeah. Um, and book the blade more, please. Also, who the hell is the bunny? Um, bunny. And um, yeah, down the rabbit hole for the finish. Um, and the next match we had Garcia at two point oh, uh, taking on some jobbers. Um, this dude, every time Daniel Garcia locks into submission, it just looks like it hurts, man. Yeah, it does. Like why? <laughs> anyway, um, and then this was there was a little promo. Uh, Jeff Parker said, "Gonna get a taste," and then Matt Lee said something about Jericho. I think I forget. Um, it wasn't that great. And then Garcia said some things to the camera that were pretty good, but I didn't catch most of them. So they were good. It was good. Garcia and 2.0 should get more matches on TV. <clears throat> um, and the next match on Dark, we had the Murderhawk Monster taking on a jobber who ducked the clothesline. The fuck happened here? I, I, I want to say... He didn't realize, but part of me thinks the kid just fucked around. And maybe. I mean, he fucked around and he found out. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this, Lance Archer took this man for a ride. It was actually a really good match, despite it just being a squash. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... He just bro. threw the dude around and it was actually kind of fun. Like, Yeah, he had to learn and he learned quickly. That was uh, Lance Archer saying, yeah, son, I'm about to teach you a lesson about why you don't mess around in wrestling matches. Like, uh, Finished him with the black hole. All right. Um, that slam is great, by the way. Um, Still wonder where this is going with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could. The I, I mean, they could actually have him beat Hangman. That's not an impossibility. Yeah. I mean, because Hangman's title run to this point has been kind of up and down. Like, it's been great when it's been great, but it's also been, like, okay when it's been okay. You know, like, so we'll see. The first three matches were really great because you put him against, like, the best wrestler in the world. You know what I mean? But, like, (laughs) it it can only go downhill from there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, so um, it's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, but anyway, I like Hangman, by the way. I'm just looking at things how they are. Uh, we had Layla Hirsch taking on Janai Kai in the next match. Uh, this Janai Kai seems to be, like, building some steam. I don't know if they're, like, just using using her a couple of times. Um, I I want to think she's she's here. I think I actually thought after seeing that first match that they would give a great match between her and Layla because they have a similar style. Layla likes to strike as well. She doesn't just like to do the submissions, you know? That, that could have been a fun match especially with Layla's background, but yeah, they decided not to do that. It was like 17 seconds long, legit lock, you know, like eh. Uh, the dark order took on the acclaimed and the gun club. The combo was interesting here. Alex Reynolds, 10, five. And what was the other one? Hold on. I got to look. It was so, it was a really weird combo. They do this every now and then with the, with the dark order. Uh, yeah, I've literally like, been able to just use my notes so far. I tell me how good of notes I take. Oh, I sorry, Uno was the other one. Sorry, that's why it was so weird. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because usually Uno wrestles with Grayson, but um, anyway, and so what a weird combo. But is I when I saw the combo, I was like, oh, that's a bunch of really great wrestlers. So that's fine. And then you have the acclaimed oh, and the gun. Oh club. man, they have so many different combos, and it's just like, yeah. The acclaimed uh called the uh, the ass boys the ass boys, which was funny. Um, and the, uh, the gun club didn't really care for that. The gun club's finish in this was interesting. It was a hip toss into like a neck breaker. Like what? I'm down with it. Like, I'm glad that they're giving them like 17 different finishing moves. Like they're going to be like the Daniel Bryan of tag teams. It's going to be great. Um, they just need to accept the ass boysness. They're ass boys. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second to the last to the main event, we actually had what I thought was actually they stole the show on Dark a little bit. Um, we This is the match that I was talking about for a potential uh, Dark match of the year. Okay. Um, Wheeler U versus Pentagon. Why was yeah. this match so good? They let these wrestlers wrestle, right? Exactly. Wheeler Yuta, by the way, I say this all the time because it makes me so sad when they make when they make Wheeler just job out to the big guys. 
like and not give any offense and then i get that he gets it and he does it but like i wish he could use his skills a little bit more because wheeler yuda i mean he had a great match with cm punk a couple of weeks like maybe a couple of months ago whatever it was now like i mean like there's i think it was with cm punk right it was somebody like that anyway like there was a big star he had a match with and like I just like I feel like Wheeler Yuta is super underrated, and this is an example of like Pentagon will absolutely have a great match with you. It doesn't matter which kind of match you're in. Like if Wheeler Yuta was the third guy in a six man tag that he and, and Pac and and Pen, or and uh, Ray were in, like I think that he would still have this match with with, with Wheeler. You know what I mean? Like because he's just like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're really good. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like Wheeler's the kind of wrestler. I think they they have not scratched the surface with what they have yet. There were some times where I thought because, you know, if they decide not to go with a singles run for Penta, he can lose some of these matches. I thought Wheeler might actually pick up a massive win. Because imagine that. Then you set up like a match with like the best friends and imagine that Chuck Taylor and and Trent versus um, versus uh, Lucha Bros when they're finally healthy. I mean, or even just versus, you know, Penta and Pac, you know what I mean? Like. It had no yeah. business being as good as it was. Uh, and Penta hit the fear factor for the W. Pull the trigger on the single, singles run for Penta, by the way. Just do it. Um, I think it would work. I don't, I don't care what anybody has to say. He has as good of a moveset as anybody in the business. Um, and when we had the main event of Dark this week, we had uh, Nick Camarado taking on Jungle Boy, um, which was really good. It was a really hard-hitting match, of course. I like this new style with Jungle Boy where he's just not afraid to just beat the shit out of you because he just will now, you know? Yeah. Um, But Nick Camarado was kind of like just like not like he was like it's almost like he didn't take Jungle Boy seriously or something was what they were going for, which I don't know how you don't take the tag team champion seriously. But, you know, (laughs) like, um, it's like, come on, bud. I get the size difference, but like at the same time, it's like okay, that's that's what you went with. But anyway, um, but this is a good match. Uh, I did not expect Camarado to chop out to the snap to the to the snare trap. To be honest with you, I thought like maybe he'd like finish him with like a super kick or something like you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Like it felt it felt kind of out of nowhere that he tapped. I mean, and it's setting it up for when he hooks that you know in one of their following tag matches. We're gonna think, holy shit, he might be tapping him. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, I. I was not expecting Camarado to tap uh, just cleanly like that, but it happened, you know? Um, and that was pretty much, I believe, it for Dark. I don't think I missed anything, right? No, that sounds good to me. Let me just make sure. I, uh, I'm just going through the list really quickly of, uh, that I have over here. I was going off my notes because I had pretty extensive notes this week. Um, it looks like I got everything. Yay. All right. Um, yeah, Jumbo, Jungle Boy's submissions look good, but... They're not as good as Angel Garcia's. Um, all right. No disagreement there. Uh, <laughs> so Time for beach break? Yeah, let's get into the beach break, man. Um, we talked about the opener, which was fun, very fun. Five-star same. And Five-star same. And the, right after the opener, um, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs are being interviewed, and I think Hobbs has the greatest jacket I've ever seen. <laughs> without question they're on the beach Shivani says his hands are frozen and Hobbs challenges Dante Martin and Starks challenges Jay Lethal both matches should be really fun sounds like uh, next week we're getting some matches I'm already into absolutely Wardlow is facing Elijah Dean and James Alexander Wardlow takes both of his opponents down and pretty much just beats the shit out of them one, one, one boot on both of his opponents and pins them for a quick victory Wardlow chance through the roof. Also, Garrett, did you notice in the in the pin there in the tag before the match, the little handle? It said the mayhem. Wardlow. You think that sticks, yeah. or what? What are you thinking about that? Uh, what what was it again? It, they called him the mayhem. Yeah. So, I I mean, whatever gimmick they attach to his name, I I don't really care. Like, is this Wardlow a preview? Just- you think maybe of. When he singles? I mean, I think so, because I think if MJF does end up losing to CM Punk, he has to go straight into that feud. Otherwise, like, there's not a reason why he should lose unless, like, he gets turned on, in my opinion. Like, you know, like... Yeah. So, hey. So, 
We'll see. I, I don't know. It really depends that, on what direction they choose to go in. I haven't really even seen many people mention that, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, we get our six-man tag. Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz versus 2.0 and Danny Garcia. Um, Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz win the match, but the story here, they didn't want to tag Jericho, man. Eh, they, I didn't really care for this match. I didn't either, but the story was that, and I think we're finally getting some of the ground shaking of the inner circle. We noticed it last week or maybe the week before with Eddie Kingston. But it's time, man. These guys got to move on, man. They they have been in the background in AEW for way, way too long. Um, Jericho ends up tagging himself in. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really to point out here. I'm with you. It was nothing special. After they won, Jericho is mad, and he flips the bird at them and walks up the rampage. Watch, walks up the ramp. He walks up the rampage. <laughs> I mean, I felt like Daniel Garcia wasn't really even in this, man. It's kind of frustrating. I mean, yeah, that was. I mean, because like it's by far it's out weird. of all the matches we've seen with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia in the past, like. Three months. This was like, what the fuck are we doing? On paper, having both of these feuds at the same time for Garcia and 2.0 makes sense. But Jericho just obviously was not that interested in this, like, weird. Like, he wanted to do this thing with, like, because, like, from what I heard about, like, what happened with the last time Jericho was on TV, remember, with the big inner circle versus American Top Team feud? Apparently, that was all his brainchild, you know? like Yeah, so. If that's the case, then this probably is, too. And, like, I just... I know Jericho is obviously a wrestling genius. He's been doing it for a long time. But, like, sometimes, you know, you're wrong. And you should just let other people figure, like, have some input. Because I think Daniel Garcia probably has some good ideas that can make this work, you know. like Yeah. I don't think he would have involved himself if he didn't think he could. But, yeah. And hopefully <sighs> uh, hopefully something changes with that, right? So, we get a bunch of crap uh, in between here. So, before our next match. So, we'll run through all of this here. Little highlight package setting up the title match February 9th. I like them advancing it a couple weeks in advance. The, between well, apparently Hangman's gonna have to kill fucking. <laughs> yeah, when they said it was a Texas death match, Hangman had a great face. I know he's like a, a what? <laughs> yeah, and it's I I want to say uh, GG to them for not putting it on next week. Would have been way yes. too much for next week. Yes, space your programs out. And they Absolutely, do, they do a good job of that. We don't really mention that enough. Absolutely, they, they do a good job. They of could that. have really messed up Beach Break from being feeling as important as it did by having a multiple like ridiculous over the top title matches on it. You know, like which would have been good, but they would have just been like they would have felt like but when bloated. we spread them out. It, it, yeah, exactly. Like MJF for CM Punk being next week, so much better. Yep. We get a quick backstage segment between Matt Hardy, Private Party, Jurassic Express, and Christian Cage, and they're just pretty much setting up. Hey, we're facing guys on Rampage. Because they're rank one. Yeah. Easiest thing in the book, right? Yep. Use your ranks. We love it. Absolutely. GG. Easiest thing in the book. GG. CM Punk comes out for a promo. Garrett, I, I really love this promo. The I, promo, guys. I, I'm going to say even more than the promo, I loved the whole segment. I love what happened after the promo. I loved the heat during the promo. Um. Long story short, Punk's men's referencing when he walked out. And that was in Cleveland. And he tells the crowd, you know, go ahead and chant for the person he wants to fight. He's pissed off. He's calling on MJF. They're chanting for MJF. You know, it it sounds crazy, but I like that he he referenced Cleveland. He's like, look, guys, I owe you a fight. Literally. That's kind of nuts, man. Like, you don't see that. I don't know, man. That's uh, MJF comes out, salt of the earth. Of course, he talks about LeBron leaving him. Punk's going to leave them. Punk's going to turn his back on them. They're just going back and forth, back and forth. It's a beautiful story. And then he eventually sets up the match. And FTR and Wardlow are behind him. And then Sean Spears hits the ring. Boom. They all just start beating the crap out of him, right? Uh Uh-huh. And this kind of ends with... Oh, I love this story. I love Wardlow noticeably doing nothing. Wardlow doing nothing, man. And I love, love what they're doing with him. He, the crowd is chanting for him. It's, it's, Tony knows, right? He has to know. 
Wardlow's going to be the biggest, one of the biggest stars, sorry, that he's going to have in a couple of years. Like, he, but it might even be by the end of this year. Well, I'm saying, like, yeah, he'll probably be, like, I could see Wardlow being AEW world champion by the end of 2024. I, w- I would agree. Because I feel like he'll have had some matches under his belt at that point with some bigger stars. You know, he's already had a match with CM Punk that I that everyone pretty much agrees was awesome because of the way that they did it, you know, like. Yep, because it was so well done. And hey. I, yeah, it sent, book, there's certain guys that I'm like, book them to the moon, keep booking Wardlow to the moon, you know what I mean? Agreed, and the finish pretty much of this whole segment was MJF sitting, cro- like, you know, with his legs crossed on top of CM Punk's corpse. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. I really I'm gonna sh- say it. This might have this you know what? This should have been the lights out match. They should have saved that stipulation. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, the lights out stipul uh yeah. We'll get into it's it. It's more of a blood feud, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I I don't really like that stipulation. All right, the acclaim did a backstage promo about John Moxley. They announced that he would we would see John Moxley versus Anthony Bones on Rampage this week. Yes. Garrett, Anthony Bones wrestles everyone. Yes, as he should. As he fucking should. Amen. We see a backstage interview between Griff Garrison and Julia Hart. Julia. <laughs> you want to know what I wrote in my notes at this point? What was that? Jade about to kill Julia. <laughs> yeah, Jade, yeah. Uh, Simp Sterling brings the contract over and tells her that Jade wants to challenge her on Rampage. Griff's like, no, you, sh- you don't know. And then she just, I'm going to do what I want. So... You need to leave, Griff. You need to leave. Julia looked. Uh, side note: Julia looked great, um, even with eye patch and all. <laughs> That's not me stepping on your turf, uh, shoddy Lee. <clears throat> We're cool. Uh, Griff, <clears throat> Griff looked great as well. I love Griff's long, beautiful hair. Um, Griff is great. Book Griff more. Vlog group. Ah. All right, we got Lynn Hirsch <laughs> and Red. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a joke. I love you, Griff. We got Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet. Hey, another feud that doesn't involve the title. Hey. Hey. Um, wow. Red Velvet and Layla. Red Velvet sprinting to the ring. The galactic leap, as I like to call it. <laughs> and Layla pretty much controlled the action. Little back and forth. Uh, we go to we go to picture in picture pretty much instantly. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is it, when he noticed it, that's what it makes me mad. Uh, now this was this was what it was. It was just a perfectly fine match, right? Um, yeah. Hirsch, Hirsch got the legit lock on Velvet. Velvet hit the ropes. Hirsch goes for another pin, and this time she wins by holding the tights. That's kind of our finish here. You know, there was some good stuff back and forth. Um, Velvet hit a nice spear. I thought. I'm liking Red yeah. Velvet. Um, now I was shocked that Layla won this match. Actually, I thought Red Velvet had this in the bag. I did too, and that that, that was a surprise to me because we've both kind of seen the trend with Velvet recently. Has been they're probably setting her up for maybe Jade or maybe Britt, but no, no, I'm not thinking so. I believe they were setting her up for the Layla and Chris Statlander feud. Statlander hits the ring, and. Uh, yeah, Layla did some dirty shit after the match, so Statlander went to make the save. I love Chris Statlander. And then they did the stupid WWE Invisible Wall. Yeah, but... Yeah, there's no getting around that. <laughs> no, but I think Statlander and Layla will be a fun match. Maybe next week, maybe the week after. Watch it already be announced for next week, and I didn't realize. But either I, way. I don't I don't think it was. Actually, I don't think it was. So, Cool. That'll It'll be- probably be forgotten, and Layla Hirsch will be buried. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, the House of Black has a promo. Garrett, I fucking love this promo, dude. I what the lo- hell is their name? Are they the House of Black or the Kings of the Black Throne? What the hell is the gimmick name? I need, they are to, the I need to know. the House of Black, in which they are the Kings of the Black Throne. All right. But the <laughs> tag team is the House of Black. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, okay, yeah, no, I, I like everything they're doing with them so far, and I'm really excited to see them have some absolutely brutal this, matches. This like gothic style that it has, right? It's like this medieval gothic style. Also, Brody King's fucking voice is awesome. Mental, it's mental. Let's get the butcher in that group. Oh, it's time. And the blade. Fuck That's it. That's officially my new pitch. Let's get the butcher in this group. 
Dr. Britt Baker Dude. comes out and cuts her promo talking about a year in 2021. I didn't, I didn't like the awards thing. I mean, it totally fits her character. I totally get that. And I totally think, Hey, in a vacuum, this would probably work. I don't know. It seemed a little, did it come off as corny to you with the awards there? I mean, I, it fits uh, the character, right? But maybe it was, yeah. I don't know. Something, I understand they wanted to give her the live mic in the middle of the ring. By the way, where's Jamie and Rebel? Yeah, they're dead, apparently. Um, so she joined uh, the elite. She, and they she were buried all of Cleveland. Copy. I t- it was exactly as I said. It was You have a Pittsburgh person that's a Steelers fan in Cleveland. What did you expect? Like, What's with all the Baker insults? <laughs> Leave leave Baker alone, all right. He did nothing. Okay, he did everything wrong, but still, yeah. uh, I thought that was a f- that, that's funny that Baker's the punchline now. It's kind of sad though. Yeah, oh, I love Baker. Well, Same. oh well. No, but this was you know it was the first time she grabbed a mic in the middle of the ring for a little bit, and I kind of liked that she addressed it, but at the same time, it's like, huh, we need to get on top of this. So, uh, who's Britt Baker feuding with? Uh, nobody. <laughs> She's feuding with Baker Mayfield. All right. Baker no. Mayfield versus Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. Where do we think oh, Britt no. goes from here? Do, do you even see like – To jail for all those insults against Cleveland. No. Um, for tax evasion. Uh, <laughs> Adam Cole's like, no. Yeah. So, all right. I have no Nadia idea was kind Britt. of on the show for a second. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I took it. I, you know, that's just that's kind of a weird mixed bag there. But I think it fit her character all in all. She had to come out there. Oh yeah, no, I was just like, oh, they literally had nothing for Nyla. I think they were like, here, just have a mic go walk out there really quick. And Nyla was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> and Vicky was like, should I go too? And they're like, yeah, go. Like whatever. Like, excuse me. Wow, uh, I mean, that's just awful, in a great way. No, yeah, it was great to listen to for years when she was the GM of SmackDown. Like, so we get our main event: lights yes. out, unsanctioned match, Orange Cassidy versus Orange Adam Cole. Cassidy. Smashing the glasses was a fantastic touch to start this match. <laughs> I believe this is like the fifth or sixth time these guys have touched hands. Hey yo, and so <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't. Let me just preface it with this. I don't like the lights out thing. I don't like the unsanctioned. And here's why. Because we knew Adam Cole would lose. Yeah, because it doesn't count against his record. Because it doesn't. So we knew Adam Cole would lose because it doesn't count against his record. Now, people might be like, well, you're just, well, you're just saying that because he lost. No. no. Every single fucking time we have one of these, it always. You can tell why they did it. Now. I think the shit that they were getting during the week before the match, like, so real quick, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy had that photo of them on the beach, right? And they're both not like the most jacked guys in the world. And so people took to that to insult them and say, oh, this is what wrestlers look like now. And they'd show what wrestlers looked like in the past. Like they just show pictures of like Vader and Triple H and all these, these other big ass dudes. And like, oh, this is what wrestlers look like now. It's like... Yeah, all natural Triple H. You gotta, yeah, okay. It's like you got to watch them wrestle. So I didn't – I don't know. I, I don't know why I feel like I have to defend them. But all week you see that all the time and you're like, come on, man. Like seriously, you really – I just don't engage with that kind of – like people that have those kinds of opinions are the same kinds of people that every time AEW does something that you can slightly criticize, they try and do because they are fans of WWE that hate AEW with for some reason a passion when – they don't realize that the only reason that they get good things on wrestling right now from WWE is because they have to do them to compete with AEW in any way. Like, and that's what makes wrestling all the better. It's like you can enjoy both, guys. It's DC and Marvel. You can like them both. but Not if you're me. And that's nope. kind of funny. WWE sucks. It pays into that next my, the next thing I want to talk about, and that's you know AEW only signs WWE guys, right? Who Who's this bum Dan Housen that they signed? Who the, who, no one fucking knows that guy. So you just counterpredict you just counterpredicted yourself. Um, Adam Cole goes to pull a chair out of the bottom of the ring, and Dan Housen is there, kind of known for his online uh, comedy there. 
he's not really known for being a wrestler, but he's known for being a, kind of a comedy stick. I've seen a lot of people talking about this in a lot of uh, good lights, talking about, you know, this is an easy moneymaker for AEW. He's funny. I saw a tweet uh, he posted, when can they CGI me into Seinfeld? And I was like, all right, I'm kind of in already. Uh, <laughs> if that's if that's what they're going with with him, I'm cool. Um, but real quick, the match. You know, this, this match was fine to me. I don't think it was the greatest, the best match these two have had. Part of me thinks maybe that's because the match was so good earlier in the night, so maybe my my vision was jaded, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, for being a lights out on sanctioned match, there's kind of some shenanigans get going towards the end, you know, with multiple wrestlers popping in. Uh, we see Tony Khan backstage, actually, with Jerry Lynn. That, that, was, that was new. We don't usually see that. I thought that was a neat little spot, but the finish. Let's get into this finish. So Adam Cole climbs. They're at the staging area. Cole climbs to the top. He can't find Orange Cassidy. He's like, what the? You know, he's doing his great, beautiful facial expressions. And then Cassidy's behind him and hits Adam with a low, with a low blow. Cassidy then hugs Adam Cole. And I think, I don't know what went wrong here. But Adam was trying to like squirm away and it just looked weird. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I kind of know what you mean. Like, I just thought it was... Him and they, he's just kind of wiggling. You're like, I think they were just trying to time the spot correctly. It didn't look like they landed correctly either. Like, Yeah, so long story short, he's hugging him. Adam Cole's doing the fucking worm, the wiggle. And they both go through the staging area. And Cole pins... Or Cassidy pins Cole for the victory. And if you're like, well, that was the main event. You didn't really have much to say. It's like, well, there wasn't much that happened into this match. Uh... Yeah, I mean, they didn't really use that. Like, there wasn't like a bunch of there wasn't tables really used. There wasn't like it's like when you watch the Mandalorian finale and Luke Skywalker appears. All you kind of do is talk about Luke. It's like, well, all we're kind of talking about is Dan Housen. So Dan Housen is basically Luke Skywalker. Garrett, I'm going to let you take the floor from that. <sighs> I, I I have nothing to say about Dan Housen. <laughs> I have nothing to add. There's just whatever. We'll see if I, you guys will. Time will tell how I feel about Danhausen. Yeah. If I maybe the Danhausen burial Olympics come two weeks from now, you know, like, or we could be praising him for having the best comedic timing in professional wrestling. Who knows? Time I don't think that's gonna happen. But um, who has? Yeah, that's right. Right. It's like, come on. But hey, so, I, but he could be good. I don't know. I have nothing. I have no idea about the guy. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Do you think this feud's done? Possibly. Usually, when they do a lights out match, that signifies the end. Well, then that's going to raise the question. When Adam Cole first joined, you talked about uh, dream matches and feuds you like to see him in, and, and I believe one of those is checked off the list. How do you feel knowing that this feud's done? If it is done, I think it's time for Kenny's uh, for him to measure up to Kenny. I think it's time for Hangman versus Adam Cole. Okay, but did you like this feud in general? I, I I like this feud. That's why I'm saying. Like I think okay. I think Adam Cole losing because it wasn't a sanctioned match. I'd have to look at all the scores that added up over time, but I'm assuming he picked up more wins over them than they did over him overall. Oh, actually, no, definitely. So in the multi maybe, tags, I think they have him beat, but Adam Cole beat Orange. I would love to see Red Dragon get a shot at the tag titles. Also, like. Yeah. They've been in for a very short time. Have they even really tagged? Like I, no. Have they even been on TV recently? Like I well, mean, they, other they than had that spot in this, but but yeah, it's like give them some, give them a couple of matches, and then throw them in the titles. Like because Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus need opponents. So yeah, and speaking of opponents, we'll hop into Rampage. John Moxley versus Anthony Bowens. What did you think of so, this? Yeah, I thought the match, this match, had a really fun and exciting pace that felt really like good throughout the match. That just Moxley has a certain style to his wrestling that, like, if he gets somebody in there that can match his speed and his power, that it, it just always is always, like it's always going to be a better match than like unless you're Brock Lesnar or something. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and like 
I just, I don't know. Like on paper, this match looked really good. I want to know where they're going with all this Moxley stuff because they're building him up. Like, do you think he's going to get a world title shot? Because that was kind of their plan originally. I think you know it's I mean? Danielson, like, right? Well, I'm saying like after Danielson, because I don't think he's losing to Danielson either, right? Like, I mean, unless he does. I mean, Danielson did just lose, but I mean, like, oh yeah. Well, I have no idea. I mean, I would guess, yeah, he's he's probably a prime candidate for getting maybe a double or nothing or a Revolution title match. But we'll just have to see how that plays out. Right. Yeah, I mean, because right now Hangman's opponent at that pay-per-view is not clear. You know what I mean? Hear me out. Let's let him face Sammy at uh, Revolution. Say he, oh, in like, say like he non-title? Beat, no, no, no. Say he beats Danielson, and then he, he feuds with Sammy. At, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, okay. That'd be good. Has he even had, like, has he gone after the TNT title before? I do not think so. That'd be, that'd be new. I'd like yeah. to see that, and you can give Sammy a legitimate win over a world title holder, a former world title holder. I would right? like to see a world champion go after that belt. Yeah, because it, it it usually doesn't work that way, so that would be interesting. Um, that would be good. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought this match was fun. I thought Caster was great in uh, his intro as always. Um, Bowens, I mean, we kind of briefly touched touched it, but he is getting so many big spots, man. I think is that Tony trusting him? It's got to be right. I, it's got to be right. Yeah, like he knows he's a good wrestler, and that even though Caster doesn't do this all the time, although Caster has singles matches too, you know, like I, you know what? Screw it, Tony. Throw Caster on Rampage next week. Make it against Moxley. Do it. I'd be down. I'm Let's cool go. with it. I mean, these guys are established as top guys that are in, in the tag division at this point. In the they're usually always in the top five, which is awesome. You know, like. So, yeah, so pretty much how this ends is Moxley hits Bowens with a stunner. Caster distracts Moxley, and Bowens gets the boombox. The referee takes it, which appeared to be planned because Bowens pulls out the brass knuckles while the referee gets rid of the boombox, but Moxley is ready for it and hits Bowens with a paradigm shift. Smart boy Mox. Yes. Andrade El Idolo walks into Darby Allen's locker room. Andrade wants to talk to Darby Allen's boss. Darby, <laughs> Darby laughs. Bro, Sting's not my boss, man. Come on. Alan says he has dignity and it's not for sale. Andrade tells Darby again that he wants to talk to Sting. He's trying to recruit. <laughs> Obviously, this is going towards a Darby versus Andrade match, which I'm so down for. Right. I, but I, like, I'm guessing so, yeah. They teased this like three or four months ago, I think, and they just never went with it because Darby was feuding with MJF, I think, at the time. Yep. Um, and they just went with that instead, which was ended up being a really good match for whatever that was on. Um, it was just the dynamite, I think, actually, but whatever. Anyway, whatever they did that. Um, and I like that they're not so, afraid to have feuds come and go on dynamites. Yeah, this just they brought this back. You know, he had interest in him before for a match, but now it's more like he was just kind of scouting him to see what he was doing. You know, which just adds a little layer to it, and. It'd be kind of it'd be kind of silly if like somehow Darby did end up allied with Andrade for a little bit, you know, like not even like if like I don't know, like I don't think it'll happen, but I I don't know where this is going otherwise. <laughs> like I don't know why else why they would do this. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, just just something for us to follow, really. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I want to see the match though. Maybe do you think that's a Revolution match? We're getting to that point, right, where we start pointing to that. So. Uh, or, or like a couple of weeks out for it. Like I can't see them doing like Andrade doesn't really have a tag partner. I mean, I guess I could pick anybody from the AHFO, but like, yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah. Julia, it's interesting, though. We got a video package setting up the match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Let's go. Just have the damn match. That's what I put in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. TBS championship match. Julia Hart versus Jade Cargill. Let's see Julia out there. Julia Hart was executed live on television. Yeah, um, Jade hits her with the tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. She begins doing push-ups. Hart attempts to pin her. She kicks out. And then uh, Jade has Hart go up in the air for the jaded. However, Julia counters it into a pin attempt. She kicks out, and then she hits the jaded. I mean, this is kind of pretty simple. Uh, I'm trying to make it. You can kind of get the picture here. It's pretty simple. This is exactly what Jade needs to be doing. If she's a dominant champion, she, this is not an enhancement talent. This is a wrestler on the roster that gets wins. And she kicked her ass. 
in probably like, what two and a half minutes, if that. Something like that, yeah. You know, this is this is kind of what we need while she's champion. She, it's better to have Jade defend the title in a match like this than to face an enhancement talent on Dark while she's the champion. This is this is the next step in that evolution, and that's why we get matches like Anna Jay. I, it might not have been what we wanted it to be, but that's when we'll get matches like Ty Conti probably next, or you know, you pick maybe Chris Statlander. Ooh, oh, but you know, we'll get these matches. In between, like Julia Hart, like Sky Blue, most likely like Red Velvet, and yeah. Any other thoughts? By the way, while we're talking about Julia, was she flashed briefly during the Black Throne promo? Yes. Uh, keep an eye on that, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and also we had some news about Jade today. Um, so Jade did an interview with Grapsity. I was like, to shot them out, shot our righteous Reg, and Jade revealed that she has been training with Brian Danielson. Oh, that explains why she looks so much better lately. Not that she looked bad before, but like why she's looking like even cleaner than she has been. What a she's this. What a dude to be like to see Jade and be like, I I could see some we can do something. And I just here. love like, that Jade is is so smart and knows who Brian is and just like working. Of with course, him, she knows she who knows you, that you this can't not be a wrestler and not know who Brian Danielson is. One does not simply become a wrestler and not become a fan of Brian Danielson. Well, if you became a wrestler in the past year, right? You see what I'm saying? Well, so it's one of those things. It's like I think Jade knows and has a passion that she wants to become the best. And she's clearly caught up on Brian Danielson and caught up on all this. And it's like now he's training her. This is – A, this makes me excited about Brian being in AEW even more, right? Because he's probably training people like Hook, Garrett. I would have to think that's who's Hook's training with. Right? Like, it it just makes sense. He's probably going to train all these fucking guys. He, oh my God. He's probably training Daniel Garcia, dude. Oh, that would, God. Oh, my God. Anyway, I thought that was some fun news. Garrett, can we have that match, please? Oh, we will. Your favorite segment this week, Mark Henry is interviewing both teams for the final. This one actually sucked worse than most of them. I'm going to be honest. Matt Hardy and Christy Cage go at it for the most part. And so I'm like, all right, what are the old men doing? Private Party talks about pounding Jurassic Express's ass. And then Jungle Boy says they don't have a shot tonight. And he wonders why he only hears one of them talking about pounding ass. <laughs> now, if this Isaiah was against, Cassidy's just like, wait a minute. If this was against the acclaimed, I would have been like, huh. Okay. it's. I feel like it's a joke against the fucking vlog because there's like jokes on Sammy Guevara's vlog. I think about Isaiah Cassidy or something like that. Like, Yeah, so this was, you know, before the match, Jurassic Express is staring down the gun club. Private Party attacks Jungle Boy and, and Lucha from behind. You know, they get him in the ring. They're kind of doing this and that. Uh, Matt Hardy. We got to get a vlog crew versus BTE match at some point, right? I would love it. Luchasaurus gets smacked with a chair and the blade begins stomping on Luchasaurus. So they're just straight jumping, dude. Is this what the AHFO is now? Just jumping motherfuckers? Uh, hey, man. Andrade is an angry man. Jungle Boy finally makes it over to Luchasaurus for the tag. And Garrett, we go to picture in picture. We were, yeah. And we come back. So, you know, your brain just shuts off. And as soon as we come back, boom, Luchasaurus hitting private party with a double clothesline. How did he get healthy? He must have regenerated. He hit a snake. No, he's a dinosaur, bro. He's got special Impact. healing prowess. Plus 100 fucking heels. Um, no, bro. It's the dinosaur skin. It's impenetrable. Literally. Jungle Boy gets his hot tag. Multiple sui- tope suicidas. We get you know some good back and forth. Lots of little spots. Jungle Boy hits a snare trap. Mark Ken hits Jungle Boy with a shooting star press to break it up. And then, yeah. This is just kind of really fast-paced. Right? All right, hear me out. When Preston Vance eventually leaves the Dark Order, take his mask off, take Luchasaurus's mask off, and make them a tag team. Ooh. I'm Two down. giant behemoth of men that move way faster than they should. That popped into my head while I was watching Dark this week for some reason. I don't know why. I dig it. Preston is just so huge. I like him. You know, I, I got a, I got a bit of a take for you. Ready for this? Okay. I don't think Luchasaurus ever removes his mask. I don't think he will either. 
And that's why I was like, but if you did take it off, they both are decent enough looking dudes. You could pull off of like a big oh, yeah. man, pretty boy team good, with them. Good somehow. brother Austin, man. Yeah, I mean, and with Anthony Green as the manager, All right? <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> I I still just want to think, even if Jungle Boy breaks off, we're gonna see Lucha Boy or Luchasaurus team with Lucha Brian boy. Nemeth. I still, yeah, probably. I could still, I I could see it. I think that's gonna be his route. He's always gonna be a tag guy. I think. Yeah, that's why I'm saying tag him with Preston. Yeah, uh, I'm cool with that too. Um, Two giant meaty men. Meat. The Meat Castle. The Meat Castle. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Express retains, but the story is after the match, the Gun Club attack. The show goes off air with Colton and Austin Gunn holding the AEW. That's got to be a revolution match, right? Because they keep not having it. I would like to think so. We have five. Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I would think so. We have five matches announced for next week. Real quick, we'll touch. um, Thumbs up or thumbs down on Rampage? I would say thumbs up. I would do. I, I liked your favorite. I think Moxley and Bowens, you know, hey. Hey, bookended by good matches, just like Dynamite. It's They were both good shows this week. I like what they're doing with Jade so far too, man. Yeah, they're not screwing that up. I like I that the they simp walked up on Dynamite and like, look, said, look. You're you know what's starting to develop as a problem though, man, with her? What's that? She's freaking like 28 no. How are you ever going to beat that? Like... And it's just going to keep getting worse. Like, it, it, you either blow it off on a fluke or, you know, you just have a legit feud. I'll tell you, I was about to say, you have Layla Hirsch be the one to do it. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think that's the, not right now. I think you let Layla feud with a couple of different people first and let Jade run this title for like three, four months, something like that. But I think once you're 100% sure Layla is ready to do this, you put that title on somebody like Layla Hirsch and you let like a, like a, a, a truly like, cause I don't think Jade is hated, man. I think people love Jade, you know, like. Yeah. It's, it's nice, right? I like her. I'm, I like what she's doing. like almost kind of like, it's almost like in the same way that Britt Baker, everyone's just like, Oh my gosh, a legit star that we can get behind, you know, like agreed. So we got five matches announced for next week, Garrett so far. Okay. Three of which on Dynamite. MJF first CM Punk. We've been waiting on this one, man. I'm so excited for that match. I believe around Thanksgiving. This opens the show, I'm telling you. I'm fucking down. We have... People are like, but that's the main event! And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) you The main event can be the open of the show. Hey. That's how AEW works, man. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Cool. That should be fun. I mean, it's... yeah. This is they did two feuds during the tournament. This is the other one. They already resolved the one. Yep. And they turned it into another feud, which was a good move. And they this one they decided to just run back. This should be a good match. I'm down with it. Pack and Penta El Zero Miedo versus Malachi Black and Brody King. How many barns are gonna be burned by this match, Charlie? This is gonna be one of our favorites next week. <laughs> <laughs> on Rampage, we got Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. We kind of touched on that about time, but also at the same time, very excited. Yeah, should be a good match. Could also be a favorite if depending on how it goes. Absolutely, yeah. If that's really good, I like. I'm. I've known to make Thunder Rosa my favorite. She does yeah. have occasionally. Not she's not a good wrestler, but she occasionally has some really good matches. She just has some things that unfortunately hold her back from getting the push that she deserves. You know, like agree. FCW Championship: Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. That's going to be shit. The barns are, we might, there's going to be a barn shortage in America after this, after this show, man. Like, yes, the barn shortage is real. No, but, um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hey, good week. I think we should also have a tag match at some point with, uh, Starks and Hobbs taking on lethal and Dante, please. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, for what it's worth, I'm looking forward to next week, as always, with AEW. And I was excited this week, Garrett. Any any uh, closing thoughts to take the people home? Um, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that we missed? Like, um, well, we'll give a Rock wins. LOL. Um, yeah. Quick shout out to Lashley for uh, two time <laughs> WWE champion. Yeah, shout out to Bobby Lashley. Like oh, that guy. I've Bobby always been Lashley a fan over of. here. Yeah, big fan. Um. Always liked him. I liked him even when he was holding every championship in Impact at one point. I still liked him. 
You know, that was one of the first times I actually truly tuned into Impact was when that was happening. It was the worst time and I finally got you to watch after months. I know. <laughs> Every title on Bobby that week. And I finally actually tuned in and I was like, man, this guy can talk. They gave him like a 20-minute promo with those titles. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, if you guys are interested at all in uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, or Celebrity Big Brother, you can... Uh, yeah, check us out on Vasoki. Yeah, check us out yes. on we'll, uh You guys will see videos there this week. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're putting some stuff together. Actually, we probably should wrap this up so we can get started on that. That's why this episode ended up being a little bit shorter. Plus, there wasn't as much to talk about this week. So Yeah, when you got those but long matches, man, it makes the podcast go shorter. So... Yeah, yeah, because it makes there's less on the shows. Like there was only like seven matches a piece on darks this week or something like that, or maybe a little bit less. Like it was normally you have like I want to say between dark like there's usually almost twenty matches every week like between dark like so we didn't have as much to talk about. But for those of you that did stick around all the way to the end, we appreciate you so much. Make sure you guys like I said follow and subscribe whatever platform you're listening to this on, and we will see you all next time. Ricky Starks pins Jay Lethal. Johnny fucking wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>